With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey there, everybody. Alon here. Before we jump into this pod and run through Group C through H, we unfortunately are starting on a bit of a blue note. Great friend of the pod, devoted listener of the pod, Phil Loria, passed away a couple of weeks ago, and we just got news of this. Thanks to Jeremy for passing along the info. Phil was both a listener of the pod and an active member of the FPL community, going on to win his league last season all through a battle with cancer. We just wanted to send our condolences to his family and give a brief moment of silence before we kick off the pod. Thanks. Oh, it's so fucking difficult to say that shit, dude. It's a tongue twister. FWC. FWC. I wish it was just a word or something. <laughs> One day off. We're back covering groups E through H. Let me just say, join our league. I didn't say it until the end of the last pod. Everyone should join our league. The code's in the description all that shit. But let's just move ahead, right? Yeah, yeah the code is FML. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Group E, Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. You like some guys from there or what? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a tricky group for attackers. It's I mean, a good group. It's a cool group. Yeah, I mean, Switzerland, good good team, good defense. Costa Rica, always a good bus merchant. And then Serbia, I think, is, like, good. Yeah, they're, just, they're super soupy, yeah. Yeah, it's just such a mixed bag about what to expect from them because they have some really good names. They all all their names end in itch, so I feel like they're just best friends, like eleven best friends. Yeah, but I don't know what to expect from them. They could just shit the bed and get like two points at a group, or they could just fly and get seven. Yeah, I could but, see both of those. Yeah, yeah, but Brazil. I mean, overall, you know, you have Phil, Neymar, Gab Jays, you know, Marcelo, defense, Miranda, a lot, of, a lot of action there. Yeah, I mean we're we're on Phil. We've been on Phil for like a week now. I feel like straight and haven't touched him. I mean, Neymar, same price as Ronaldo and Messi. I probably feel best about him if you're going to go with any twelve million guy, um, just because Brazil is just so much more free scoring than either Argentina or Portugal. And I don't know. I mean, we haven't really toyed with it, but if you're going with like one of those kind of guys, like Neymar or whatever. You still need at least like a couple other captaincy choices, but yeah, I mean Neymar's as good as you could possibly get for a captaincy. I feel like, yeah, for sure. But again, it's just like twelve is so much. It's crazy. Um, I mean, we have four legit captaincy options. Some teams have five. If you have Neymar or Messi or Ronaldo, you really can't have more than like three heavy hitters. I feel like. 
Yeah, and it's just there's there's no pushover in the group, which is like there's no Australia, there's no Japan, you know. Right. It's, it's a tough one to to spend twelve on, but right. They could still score four against any of those teams. They're just so much better. But at the same time, you know, you never know when it's going to just like nil nil at half and it's World Cup. And yeah, we've seen them struggle. get frustrated before by like low block buses. You know, I remember even at last World Cup, like. There were a few games where it was just like kind of nothing happened, and then they got like a penalty in the 70th minute and won one, still won 3 0, but like it was a struggle. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's good. Gab Jesus at nine and Phil at nine is incredibly good value, though. Yeah. We're on Marcelo, too. I mean, their defense is interesting because, like you said, Miranda, I think, is nailed at 5'5, five five, and Marcelo is like maybe. Probably best attacking defender in the world <laughs> and on a really good defense. So uh, there's a lot of good a lot of good picks there. Yeah, I mean like him or like maybe Alba you could argue, but yeah, defense looks really ripe there. But Switzerland, I'm I'm a little upset about Switzerland because, you know, Rick Rod is such a sexy guy and on pens, but the group is so bad for them and you know, de- defense-wise for this group, it's a, it's a tricky one. I, I think you know you go you go with the Brazil Brazil guy Allison six. I'm seeing him in a lot of teams. Yeah, which is hard to argue against. But outside of that, you know, yeah, I don't think I, I would know. touch the defense of Switzerland, Costa Rica, no, or Serbia. Yeah, it's too. It's just too tough. Every every match is tough, and Brazil is the worst matchup in the world, probably. So yeah, but yeah, I mean Rick Rod. I don't know. What do you think about Switzerland though? Because like. I feel like they perform well, Euros and World Cup, but they always struggle to score. I, I don't know. I'm like a little bit down on them. Maybe just because Serbia is like new and that's exciting, and they have a lot of like buzz names. But I don't know. Switzerland, like they just they just like can't score, barring like a Shaq worldie or a pen. Yeah, I mean, I think the second place team out of this group is going to be decided by the Switzerland Serbia tie. I mean, whoever yeah, wins I that game so. is gonna. Is gonna get out, but yeah, I, I mean they, their forwards is just a problem. Like they have Mbolo and and Cernic or what's, what's his name, Cernic? What the fuck? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dermich. Dermich. He's just terrible. Safarovic. Safarovic is. They, it's like all I mean, of they, their guys that were young in 2014 did not get any better or do anything at the club level from then until now, and it's all the yeah. same guys. Yeah, and like Serbia, you know, Milinkovic Savic is like getting touted, and Lalic is solid, Kostic is solid, and obviously Tadic, um, your love. Who? Tadic. Oh, <laughs> and Mitro. I mean, I love Mitro. Yeah, I love, Mitro, I love a Mitrovic. red card, shirt off, red card like situation there. And yeah, Mitrovic is always good for them. I mean, he's just a target man, savage man. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Tadic is eight five because I feel like all of these type of teams that are like maybe the third best team in their group and. Their star player is usually seven, like Milinkovic Savic is seven. That makes sense to me. But Tadic is just like so overpriced, I feel like, because he just plays in the Premier League and is familiar to like FPL people, I guess. I don't know. It's it's weird to me. Like yeah, Milinkovic like Savic is, is a decent price, I think. Like seven for him is pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. I, I think Lalic at 6'5 and Kostic at 6 is also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like those are, those are good buys, but. 
it's kind of similar like Ericsson's like nine or whatever. And it's just like you get the premium for the guy who's like most likely to return or something like that. But I like Serbia. I don't know. Always, always interested to see what they're up to. Yeah, Malinkovic Savage. He's like if Pogba were good. It's like what he's like. Oh wow. <laughs> So, uh, very Manchester United fan just immediately yeah, shut off the yeah. pod. No, That's I love great. Paul, but like, he's, I don't. He's a fucking piece of shit. Malinkovic, like, you watch his, he's such a vine merchant in like a similar Paul way. Like, you watch his highlight vids and you're just like, oh, this guy's clearly the best player of all time, but he actually scores a lot of goals, which is. Yeah. I mean, Something you watch his, never his YouTube video and you watch like Wabi Kazri and you're like, oh, these are the best players of all time. These are nailed best two players yeah. in the world. Nailed top 11 of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Joel <laughs> Campbell and Brian Ruiz probably. Uh, I mean, one does not Costa Rica without Joel Campbelling. It's like, like I just said with the Swiss attackers, I feel like Costa Rica have that amazing Cinderella story 2014 World Cup and just no one got any better. Everyone just got older and like more obscure. Yeah, no, they're, they're not good. Yeah, they're not very good. Yeah, let's get out of here. I don't want to talk about this group anymore. <laughs> All right, so Group F, that was really quick. Group F, what do you want to go? Germany? Germany's interesting. Aleman? Yeah, they're interesting. Timo Werner. Yeah, Timo I mean, is fucking real. Nine five. Absolutely love him. He's yeah, it's, so good. It's really hard to find better value than nailed German striker at nine five. They're just they're just so good. They're Germany. Like they're going to create a lot of chances. Yeah, and I mean Mario Gomez. Like, let's be real. That's not happening. No, that's like sub on emergency set piece yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean nine five. It's just he's he he's like the most dark shadowy top scorer of the tournament bet you can make. I oh think. yeah, I wonder what his odds are, but that's probably a cheeky fiver right there for Golden Boot. Like Absol- absolutely, yeah, I love fiver. that. But the wor- the thing that drives me absolutely insane about Germany is the fucking FIFA game puts an extra e because they can't put like an umlaut. There's no accents. So they misspell Mueller, Ozil, Gundogan. It's just fucking, there's just an extra E there. It's a nightmare. I actually love that. What? I think, that they, I think they just spell it correctly. It's Oetzel and it's Mueller. It's oh, just so good. Give me a fucking break. Oh, no. I love it. It's so bad. I wish so that they bad. spelled it like that in FPL. It's so good. It's so oh good. Oh, my God. Because it's just like their German nightmares, and it's just putting them in their place. Like giving <laughs> them extra... It is a very big, like, shots yeah, fired. I mean, them. giving them all of the extra vowels. Like, it's so good. I fucking <laughs> love it. I, I want more E's everywhere. Ugh, I can't look at it without being like, come on. I but, mean, Cruz, like, there's no E there. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, you need an E somewhere, and it's yeah. just not there. I'm like, eh, I need to hack correctly. the website, put an E yeah. in, it'd be great. It's absurd that Cruz is nine. They they did a fucking interesting job with these prices and classifications. Like, why is Mueller a midfielder, and every other attacking midfielder in the game is a forward, and then Cruz is nine, and he's like a, yeah, he's really fucking incredibly good, but he's a deep, Sort of holding mid. I don't know. It's all fucked up. I mean, what do you think yeah. about Mueller? I see him on a lot of teams. I mean, he's been really bad at club level for years. And I mean, 9 5 is 
the premium of premiums, and I'm just not not interested. I think that Germany should score their fair share of goals, but they also don't have an easy group in terms of pushovers. So, I mean, you could I think you could do better. Like there are other like the other four or five premium midfielders. I'd rather have James. You know, I'd rather have some of those lads. I'd rather have Isco. Yeah, or like De Bruyne. Even I mean. It's just a little bit sketch. I just, I just don't know what they're going to be doing. And the other thing that sucks with Germany is that the South Korea game is the third day. So, you know, if they have six points going into that game, it's all bets off for what kind of lineup the Luva is going to. Gonna that's a really good there. point. Yeah, that that hurts their appeal a lot because that's the potential like four nil or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I'm know. Actually, Willard, it's so weird because you have one good World Cup, and you know it's Golden Boot, legendary World Cup, and everyone from then on, seemingly for the rest of your life, is just like, oh, Mueller always in tournaments. Like, fuck, like he scored zero goals in the Euros, actually zero, but no one remembers that. He scored fucking five goals last season for Bayern and eight goals this season for Bayern. Like, it's not really the same guy. Yeah, he just hasn't been good for a while. And, I mean, you're getting kind of, like, priced in just because it's Germany and, you know, they're fantastic, of course. But 9-5's a lot, and I don't know, not too into him. I, I'm kind of into kind of into Royce. Royce? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, is, he, eight, is he nailed? He's not nailed, but he's... Pretty much in all of the predicted lineups, and yeah, he's just so like at good. left left wing, basically. Yeah, but he's so good. Yeah, he's I mean, he's so incredible, good. and he's only eight the forward slot. Yeah, that's really it's, good. It's punty. It's very punty, and you know you want Werner because he's like down the middle, and there's no no competition for the spot, but. I think Royce is an interesting name. Yeah, I mean, he's a legit goal scorer, too. Like, he's always fucking hurt, but when he plays, he scores goals. And I don't know, that ass-sniffing Luva absolutely loves Royce, apparently. So that's good for him. You remember the ass-sniffing? Oh my god, do I remember? You, you got a couple fingers down your tush. And I you love see what's like going the on. dual okay. wielding of one hand down your balls and one hand up your ass and then sniffing both at the same time is like the yeah. Luva special. I mean, there are unknowns <laughs> down there. Like, you don't know what's going on. And in the middle of a match, you know, you get into the, like, the Atmo and everything. And oh. You just got a little, a little sniff. It's you know, you great. You gotta go find out. I love Let's it. see what time it is. I love it. Okay. So, so gnarly. What about their defense? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's great. Um, Kimik. At six five, I mean he's very attacking. He looks like he's a great shout. And the center backs, you know, Hummels and Boateng, six good good options. Neuer six. I think it's just good to have one of them because good. yeah, because they they should dominate as usual. Yeah, they should dominate all the games. And I mean, Mexico doesn't score much. Sweden's gonna park, and and Korea is like fucking Korea. So three cleans out of groups not not gonna stun me. Yeah, not not at all. And that's what they did, I think, in Euros. They their defense wasn't too good in the later stages, but in, in group stage they just completely dominated every game and walked to three cleans. So yeah. I feel like it's a similar type of thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um anything you like out of Mexico or Sweden? 
I mean, Sweden has that fucking Grant Grantqvist. Yeah, who's he's on their pens. captain and on pens. Five O defender, kind of interesting. Yeah, is he five O or five five? He's five O. Five O. And yeah. they have Very. Korea in the first game, so like, I feel like teams who are maybe wild carding after game week one, like you mentioned that strategy last week or last pod. Yeah. I, a couple Swedish guys could be good. Yeah, they just park. I don't know. I don't know where the goals are coming from. Like. Yeah, Forsberg's Forsberg's good, but it's it's there's no Zlatan, so it's a little questionable. And then Mexico also is just like a little bit weird job to me. Like Leun at five five is a little bit interesting because he's on some set pieces, but he plays pretty reserved. Like he, you know, he's not an attacking midfielder, so yeah. that sucks. And I don't see much there. I, I still I, I do like Mexico to come in second in this group just because they always perform on on the on the stage. But. Yeah, and they still have a really good squad. I mean, like they're it's a weird amalgamation of players from like different eras of Mexico, kind of. But there's a lot of talent everywhere, and you expect that to shine through. I think, but. Yeah, that's weird. But for One, for fantasy, I don't think I don't see much. Yeah, like people are buzzing about Chucky Lozano at forward, but he's eight zero. Like it's just not really an option to spend eight zero on a Mexican forward. I think no, it's weird that Hector Herrera's a defender. I just noticed that. Why is he Six defender? He's, he's a he's central, CD, he's central midfielder, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, he's like I their best know. midfielder. Him and Guardado. Weird. Is he the dude on Porto? Yeah. Yeah. He has big ears, right? Yeah. Massive ears. You need, you need a little dumbo action sometimes. Yeah, that's just like uh, incorrect positioning by them. But I don't know, Rafa Marquez fucking wanted by the U.S. government or something for, <laughs> for yeah, like drug Guerrero, trafficking? Drug yeah, trafficking. Like, what, what is going on? Just a couple of best friends trying to do the cocaine. I love that. I love that. And then Korea, yeah, I don't think there's much there. No, and you can't. On. It's like Sun at eight is cheap for Sun, but they're really fucking bad. Like I don't know. It's a, it's one of those things where like I don't know shit about Korea, but everything ever that I've read and listened to is like they're maybe the worst team in the tournament. So it's like, okay, they're probably really bad. <laughs> yeah, they're just in a void. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So Group G, Belgium and England. Here's where we're going to offend people and probably get a, lose a lot of listeners. Um, I mean, we should start with the, the top team, right, I guess? Yeah, Belgium. Oh, Panama. <laughs> Panama is so bad. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not, not, not... I didn't watch, like, a lot of their matches, but the USA... Not in the World Cup, USA absolutely fucking demolished them. Four nil, just destruction. Like I don't know how they're in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean they're not Trinidad and Tobago, but you know they're bad. <laughs> yeah, they're really bad. Um, so Belgium, I mean, you got De Bruyne in there at ten midfield. Always like a little bit sketch what Mar- Martinez is going to do with him because you know he complains and bitches about playing too defensive and things like that, but. A few good forward options with Lukaku, Hazard, and Mertens. I mean, they're all priced very premium, 10 10 9. But the way that the fixtures are lined up for the captaincy rotation, having a Belgium attacker feels very important. So, what, yeah, who else plays on their days? Uh, I think it was 
Germany. It's England. Uh, England, it's obviously, just, in the same group. Is that it's it? Just Eng- it's just England on the first day, and then the second day, it's uh, Germany. Or Germany. Yeah. But they play, they play Sweden on match day Who's two. It's like a whereas, good bus. Yeah, whereas Belgium plays Tunisia. So Yeah, Belgium with Panama, Tunisia, first two is just so sexy. Like, I don't... I don't love their defense, and especially because of Roberto Martinez, and he's a fucking terrible manager, but Panama Tunisia is just like as good as it possibly gets, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, they could put like Mignola at center back and still probably get a clean shoot. <laughs> oh, Migs. I wonder, yeah, uh, Lukaku has our Mertens. We're on Mertens right now. The 0% owned Mertens. Yeah, I mean, Lukaku, it's just... Once bitten, twice shy kind of thing with, like, he's such a piece of shit. He plays for Man United, and they're fucking pieces of shit. So it's not, like, fun to have him. He's just a donkey-ass fuck, so. But he's a really good pick. There's no disputing that. No, like, yeah, every like team great. I see him in, I'm like, yeah, that's a good pick. He's going to yeah. score a lot of goals. Like, yeah, great pick. It's just, not, just not fun. He's not, our, if you he's play, not our pick. Yeah, if you play FPL, like, I just, there's no appeal to me whatsoever with going with Rom. It's like, yeah. especially after the year he had, like if he was coming off the fucking, like, what did he score, 20, 25 goals or something for Everton year, I feel like I'd be like, oh my God, Rom is the best thing ever, you know? But after this season, it's just like, ugh, I don't want to, like, watch or cheer for Rom. I need time off from that. Oh my God, just... A disaster. It's a yeah. complete nightmare. Mertens yeah. is so fucking good. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mertens just like little guy like running around like his fucking chicken with his head cut off. Absolutely love him. He's fantastic. Love him. So yeah, we're we're on Mertens with the little cheeky differential shot there. I, I think Hazard though is probably the pick. Um if I had to go Lukaku versus Hazard, I would probably go Hazard. He's just like so good for Belgium. I, I think I'd honestly go Rom, but I they're both really good picks. Yeah, it's just like like Hazard's like so involved. Like you know he's gonna get assists. Like he's just always in there in the box. He does little side passes, little cheeky things. Uh, you you can't go wrong. I mean, you having any of they're the three, gonna score a lot of goals. That's what they do. Yeah, those first two games, like realistically, they could have seven goals after the first two games, and then they're just gonna rest everyone for the third one. But and get having out one of those the dudes. Next round. Yeah, having one of those dudes to cap feels nice, and De Bruyne yeah. also ten, tens a lot, but he's good. And then seeing like Yannick Ferrecarasco is pretty DC six five. I mean, he's playing reverse out of position yeah, a little bit, playing wing back. Yeah. I don't know. It just like doesn't do it for me. I'd rather have like some fun guy on some shittier team who's just like a little more spicy. Yeah, and uh, more attacking. I've, it's like I don't know, just wing back. Like he might just get isolated out there, and just I don't know. And we're on Mounier right now. The other wing back is only, I mean, he's 0.5 cheaper and he gets points for clean sheets. It's just like so much better, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Mounier in a, in a fucking ton of teams. So yeah. Where I think he he's should like be. one of the highest owned guys, honestly. Yeah. We're, I mean, it's where he should be. He's playing fucking at a position wing back for Belgium and he's six. You know, it's, it's quality. Yeah. Um, I think Toby, though, is like, you know, always reliving Toby glory days from a couple seasons ago in FPL, which is never bad. And he's six, and you know, gets a little little header on there, and you know, he's, he could fly. Yeah, Toby's great. Jan is great. I mean, they're Jan is not great. Don't. What are you saying? I mean, he's a great 
player, not great like attacking potential. Yeah. But I, I just like I've gone back and forth in my head so many times where I'm just like, can Roberto Martinez be trusted? Obviously not. But then it's like Panama, Tunisia, and Belgium squad. It's like, okay, I've, you've left me no choice. I just have to trust one of their guys, you know? I yeah, hate no, I, I hate I, it. I mean, like, I want to not have one of them, but you, you just like, it's just such a good pick. Yeah, if you swap Belgium and Brazil in, the, in their respective groups, we would have zero Belgian players, 100%. Yes. But those two games are just ridiculous, and even Martinez can't fuck that up. It's just the, the quality and class on the team sheet will just outshine his deficiencies as a manager. And, you know, when we wildcard after group, I'm sure we'll have no Belgian players. I don't like them at all. I think they're going to shit the bed. So Yeah, it depends you know, that, who they play next round, but I could see that. Yeah, but I mean that's a that's a story for another day. But for yep. right now, I mean those two teams are just so bad. And then England, you know, let's England. Let's let's go on to England. I mean, how how good are England? It's so hard to tell. I mean, like, I feel like there's a lot of buzz going around the fact that they're set up more to play against attacking sides and less to play against buses, who obviously Panama and Tunisia are massive buses, and they don't play Belgium until the third game. So that kind of would work a, not in their favor because they don't really have like a creative midfielder like Lingard or Ali. I don't know which one's going to start. If Lingard starts, he's only 7'5". That's kind of interesting. But, I mean, I think they're good. I like a lot of their players. I just like... They're priced like a top four or five team, and they're obviously not as good as any of those teams. So that's the reason. Like, I think nine for Sterling is a good price. That's a fair price, but he's not on Brazil or Belgium, who <laughs> score a lot more goals, just as examples. So I don't think it's viable. And then Kane at 11 is just ridiculously bad, and I don't think that's an option. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking at just the wing backs. Like Rose and Trips are probably the only options there for for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Although Ashley Young apparently is ahead of Rose now. No, fuck yeah, off. is that real? Being totally serious. All right. So I mean, England can just die in a fire. They're gonna get one point. <laughs> They're gonna get one point out of group. I mean, like Kale might be nailed, and he's only five zero. If I was gonna get a defender, I might look there because five zero is really you cheap. Fucking are you real life that he's playing young at left? I'm being a hundred percent serious. Like the pods oh. I've listened to recently and articles I've read have been like, looks like Ashley Young is like crept ahead of Danny Rose. No, you're not. Being I'm serious. being. I'm fucking serious. Mm. Yeah, it's problematic. That upsets me. Yeah, that no, upsets it's, me. it's a bad job. That upsets me very much. Yeah. Where's Bertrand? Okay, England, one point out of group, crashing out. <laughs> it's, Tun- it's Tunisia's group now. It's just weird that, like, yeah, Kyle Walker at center back. I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of weird things happening. I think Lingard Dude. might be a good budget option, and Cahill might be a good budget option, but I I don't really want any other players. This would never happen if Big Fat Sam was in. Like, But I don't want to know would what would happen. happen, though. They would just be 11 best friends. It would just be, like, Carol... Noble, yeah, Carol, no, yeah, yes, <laughs> Carol, Noble, like Joe Hart, Scott Dan. It would just be so good. It would be so good. <laughs> It'd be really funny, that's for sure. 
But I always, I always kind of root for England, though. Don't you? No, I mean, you know, all of our lads on Slack yeah, are English, even like, though they don't want to admit it. And we like, know all the players so intimately from FPL. It's just like, I want them to do well, and I want Liverpool guys to do well and shit. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's sketchy. Uh, it's it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting to watch them, I think. Very, very much terrible. looking forward they're to f- it, but probably won't have any other guys in fantasy. They're terrible. <laughs> They're, they're just bad. That's yeah, but Southie, dude. Don't underestimate South. I mean, you're telling me Ashley Young is going to be playing, like, fucking left wing back, then I am estimating him correctly. He's yeah, a fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah, that's a bad job by them. All right, nothing else good there in this group. What's the next group? GH so, yeah. fucking Z? There's a 5-5 five, five forward if you're going super budget, if you're in that formation. 5-5 five, five forward on Tunisia is... Really good. He's like shredding in France, slitty. But um, slitty. Oh yeah, baby. I can't, I can't even. Nah, I'm slitty. I can't. I can't cannot respond to that. Uh, you'll remember him when he scores against England in match day one. So just right. throwing that out there. Um, all right, Group H. Which one's that? Wow, we just like banged out the group so fast. This is the last group. It's Poland, Senegal, Colombia, Japan. Oh, I love this group. Dude. It's like this is the fucking best, awesome group. Best group. Yeah, it's it's so very like Colombia. We were very very high on Colombia going in, and now I'm like starting to get a little bit nervous. Like, are they good? Or are they kind of like, eh? Are they just soupy? I've wrapped back around, and I'm high on Colombia again. Right, tell me, tell me about that experience. So, like, everyone is down on them, and I can't really figure out why. I mean, like, a lot of their their defense is basically completely changed from 2014 World Cup, which might be good, might be bad. I'm not sure. They have some good, some good guys, some questionable guys, whatever. Fullbacks, I think, are upgrades. Arias is really good. The attack is basically exactly the same, except they have fucking Falcao. Like, they were playing fucking shit in last World Cup. Jackson Martinez scored one goal. Gutierrez scored one goal. No player in the team scored more than one goal other than Hamas. And now they have Falcao. I'm like, that That upgrade to me is just so ridiculously, astronomically huge that I'm just like, wow. Like, Hamas and Cuadrado are still good. They still are good at every level and have never stopped being good. So them and Falcao, I love I don't know. I just like, I'm just like, I like Peckerman. I like their coach. He's been there for a while, which is kind of rare in this tournament. And I feel like to have like a good manager who's been there for a while, who has a system in place, I think that works in their favor. I just like, I just, I look at them and I'm just like, no, they're good. Like, Davinson Sanchez obviously has mistakes in him, but he's also pretty good. Like that that was their defense last World Cup. I think feel like it's like relatively the same. Like Alspina has yeah, mistakes a, in him, but he's kind of good too. Yeah, Zapata. Also. Yeah, I don't know. He must be injured or something cuz it seems like he's like not in a lot of lineups, but I don't know. Zapata, Ari- Arias I mean, is good and that's an improvement over right back. Like their their fullbacks were bad in last World Cup and, and I don't know, and I just I just think they're good. And I also a part of it is that I don't think Poland are that good. And I think a lot of people are overrating them a lot, and I think Colombia is just better. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean we'll get to Poland, but like Glick's injured, so I mean that's yeah. a big part of their spine, a little bit fucked, but I don't know. I just 
What's Something that? about Colombia, like I love them, and I always South American teams. I'm just like biased towards in general, except for Argentina, they suck. But <laughs> I always like am a little like rooting for them and things like this. And I mean, James last World Cup captivated our minds and imaginations. It's a very well known fact. Yes, I agree with you with Falco. I mean, it's a big upgrade, but I'm still just like a little nagging feeling. Like you know, the two attackers are priced in the very premium bracket of World Cup fantasy attackers, and I just don't think that they're at the same level of like the Spains and the Brazils. Like, you know, like James versus Isco, like Isco's cheaper and he plays for a team that's going to walk over everyone in life. So I'm a little bit nervous about that. The, the one thing, you know, I mean, they play the last day of the group stages. So you have like that final die roll of captaincy, which is very important. But at the other time, you know, we, we've been talking about this week, me and you with our team. Like, do you need five captaincy options? Like, I don't maybe think so. not. Yeah, it's like a pretty. It's pretty nuts that you're not going to hit a double return on four of your premium guys before it, it comes to this final day. So it's a you know. I mean, if you if you take one of those teams off and your defense is heavy or whatever, like that's a different story. But yeah, I mean, James and Falco, I think are fantastic options. But I'm just like not that sure. I I think it's a little bit more of a wait and see for me from Colombia. I just I just don't know what to expect from them. Yeah, I did, I just came back around when I was looking more into like I feel like. The competition in the group, and it's just like, yeah, of course, like Spain, we're very high in Spain, and they're probably they're favorites, I think, at this point to win the tournament. But it's like they're not really facing Colombia's not really facing any buses. Like most of all, maybe Poland that between Senegal, Japan, and Poland, and Poland's not going to park. Like they're going to try and win that game. It's just like they're not going to dominate in the way that a top team would, but. They are relentless in attack, and it's almost like a Liverpool conundrum where it's like they might not like as cleanly dominate as like as much as like City, but they're gonna maybe concede one or two goals and therefore have to like continue attacking more or something like that. I don't know, just talking myself into it, but I just like their attack a lot. I think it's just way better than it was last World Cup, and that's pretty insane when. You consider how well they did last World Cup and Hamas Golden Boot, you know? Yeah, I mean, Falcao was one of the first names I put on our team when, yeah, when I was tinkering around. 8-5 I mean, Falcao, not, not, I still think, yeah. is incredibly good. Like, I, we might have to just get him back in. I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk. We'll talk. But, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's just... me on Colombia. I think I'm just not... I haven't heard, like, a concrete argument as to why people are down on them. I just know that people are. It's just yeah, like a feeling thing, I guess people have that they're just not going to do it again or whatever. But yeah, and, I mean, they're good. They're a bunch of friends. Like they're they're cool guys. Yeah, they're good. They're just good. Yeah, no, it's just good. All right, so, so Poland. Poland. Let's talk about Poland. So I mean, Lewandowski is interesting to me. I mean, he's he's priced eight or what is he nine nine five nine five pretty yeah. pretty premium, but he's fucking. So good for Poland. Like he scores. He's so for good fun. for everything. Everyone. I mean, he scores for a fun when he plays for Poland. Really, no good defenses in the group. I don't think Colombia. I mean, Davinson Sanchez. Like, no, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, they're yeah. they have guys, but they're not like a good defense. Yeah, but I, I like that's where I go. Is if I was going to take an attacker in this group, I would want Lua over anyone else, just because I think. Even though I like Colombia's team a little bit better than Poland, Lewandowski is just like absolutely has four goals in him against anyone. Like he could take half chances and just bury them because he's so good. Yeah, I just don't know. 
who's getting him the ball. Like, I like Zielinski. I like Krasicki. They have milk, man. Yeah, is Milik playing? Is he starting? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's so? good. They're going to do, like, yeah. two up top? Yeah, but, you know, like, Milkman just does what he wants, and he gets he brings in the milk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I like Zielinski. I know he, Nate loves him, and I like Grosicki because he's the one who looks like me as chosen by last pod, last season's <laughs> pod. But, yeah, I just – he gets so many chances – when he plays for Bayern, because Bundesliga is fucking horrible and a joke, and he just gets a billion chances per game. Like, he doesn't shoot as much as, like, Kane, but he shoots just under that amount, you know? Yeah, but he's clinical. Like, yeah, he, he finishes... Is, he is. I'm not trying know, to say he's not good. I'm just saying, like, the the trio of, like, Falcao, Hamas, and Quadrado, I don't think Poland is, like, remotely close to that kind of that kind of force attacking, even though Lewandowski would be probably the best attacker out of all four of them. You know what I mean? I feel like you're being down on Lou. I don't understand. No, no, like, I'm high so on good. him. I'm more down on like comparing Zielinski and Grosicki and Milik. Yeah, they have like Blazikowski. Like they have classy midfielders. Like they're good, dude. Poland's good. You think so? I don't think they're. Yeah, that good. I, th- I think they're good. Like I think they're legitimately a good team. I think they like they were decent during Euros. They have like largely the same squad. Lewandowski is maybe the best nine in the tournament. He's maybe the best nine in the world. Absolutely, and maybe agree. in the world. So I mean, like, hundred percent agree. Yeah. So I mean, you gotta give him like he's gonna be playing fucking Senegal and Japan, which is ridiculous. Just like a bunch of Uchis and a bunch of Indoys. Like it's like that's gonna be shit show. Like they could score six in those two games. Yeah. And then Colombia's gonna be a tough one, but Lewandowski's so good. He's, he's, he's so incredible. Good. I just don't I just don't see the team being that good. I and mean, Blaschikovsky's what is he? He's like mid thirty or like early thirties or mid thirties, like doesn't even play for Dortmund anymore. Grisicki's uh. on fucking hole. Like the there's, so many, there's just so many letters in the name. It's there's so many letters. <laughs> I'll give me that. So. And it's like Milik doesn't never plays for Napoli and shit. Like these, he was like hurt all year. Like Quadrado, Hamas, Falcao are all like elite. Like they're so good on good teams. You know that's Poland. Poland has a little Jane Kanaki at forward. I like. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Derek is gonna listen to that part. Derek and Eric Lear and hear that and just fucking lose their shit over Jane Kanaki. Who's uh, who's the goalkeeper between Chesney and Fabs? Is it, it should be Chez, right? Like, I he's think so it's Chez, but I've seen a lot of like Fab talk amongst like fantasy people on mm. Twitter and stuff, and he's they they switch in and out a lot in friendlies and, and recent friendlies and stuff like that. But I think it's I. With confidence, I think it's Chesney. Yeah, that's interesting because like that, like having them as like the last day for goalkeeper for a five, like that would be a cool like ten million split if you go with like them and someone like you know. But their defense is really bad. Yeah, that's just, like they have the worst defensive record of yeah, every. We were just talking about Glick being yeah, you know, Glick's right, are, right, like right, they. Right. With Glick in the qualifying, where they dominated qualifying, they still had the worst <sighs> defensive record of all the group winners. Like they're... I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous to see the Reddit comments and just being like, "Wow, you guys think Poland defense is good?" Like, fuck. no, it's bad. Just just rewind this and just delete. It. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I like Chesney, and how how could you follow the prem and not have like a little soft spot for Chesney? I oh, think, but he just got such so hard done by. It so just, hard, done you know. By. Big nose, like good guy, like He's just a good, a good guy. guy. He's a good guy, and Juventus will treat him right. But yeah, I don't know. Poland, I don't know. I'm not. I like some of their players a lot, like Zielinski and obviously Lewandowski. Too expensive, though, the midfielders. But, yeah, just overall, I just think they're, like, kind of old, not really any improve from the Euros. Loss of Glick hurts them a lot. And I think Senegal is also good. Yeah, Yeah. let's talk about Senegal. I mean, they're they're an interesting team that's kind of like the dark horse out of Africa, potentially. Yeah, they they have a lot of interesting players, and they have, like, Koulibaly is, like, incredible. You know, he's like a yeah. top, top center back, which is like pretty rare, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, the names in midfield also sound familiar to us. Like, you know, they've got it's, Gay yeah, it's, and Kuyate. I mean, they've got a bunch of limbs yeah. there, and they're, they're yeah. tough to, they're tough players. I mean, they're not going to roll over. And then I've been seeing a lot of, a lot of activity around Saar being a, a good young player for them. And, you know, obviously, Mane is just the absolute tits. Yeah, Mane 8 5 is incredible. And also, um, like he's six zero. I think is maybe best budget forward in the game that I know of, at least. And he's better than Orozco and Pollo. Yeah, I mean he's <sighs> fucking two seasons ago he scored sixteen goals for Lazio, and this season he scored eight for Monaco. He only started nineteen games. Like he's like a really really good prospect, and he's. One million percent nailed for them, like him and Monaco. I thought he was. Too. I thought he was like a zero percent nailed because I was seeing a lot of their like they're going with like Diouf and Mane and, and Sar like in a four three three. I, I thought he was not very nailed. I think it's Mane, Balde, and then a forward which will probably be Niang. That's what I've heard and read. Niang's in there, yeah, I yeah, and mm-hmm. like Konate and Diouf are kind of backups, and Sao or so. I don't know how to say it. Is is old? He's like their vet, like. He's not really in there to start, I don't think. But, but so I, I've seen a lot of shit about Saar, though. I don't know much about as Saar. Like, as a wing, I think he's like one of the wingers in the fourth. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Fucking Senegalese merchants. Good. We're just doing our best here. We're just a couple guys, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like that, that midfield is really tough and good. There's not really any playmakers there, which is difficult for them. But for a counterattacking side, I, they're really well set up, you know, to just like press and win the ball back in midfield and then find, you know, Mane or Balde or some someone running up the wings. Like I they're they're dangerous. Like I feel like they're pretty fucking good with that pace and just yeah. good. You think good they're gonna press? Stuff. I, I feel like they're gonna just sit back and just play on the break like that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not like a Senegalese expert by any stretch, but I just think they're good and Mane is obviously incredible. Yeah, no, they're they're a cool team. The the main problem also though, like because you know midfield they've got some cheap dudes, but it's just so frustrating that this group. Especially we'll get to Japan in a second, but like they play on the last day, which is just if you have one of their cheap ass fuck midfielders out of this group, you're just stuck with them because you know you're going to roll them out the last day. You can't sub them out, so it's right. A little, yeah, if you have, for any blank you have in your squad, you're going to be rolling out like six zero ball day. I don't think it's bad. No, but a midfielder. Yeah, I mean their midfielders just offer like pretty much nothing going forward. We we all know everyone who plays FPL knows their midfield intimately. Yeah, they're just DMs. It's you know, there's nothing. Yeah, there. so I mean let's go to Japan. 
Japan also, I mean, they're like the Asian darling. They're just like always so like easy to root for. Just some yeah. like always have a couple classy guys. Like yeah. they're just they're always doing their best, and it's just such a nice, just a bunch of nice guys. I was looking through their team, and I was just the main thing that stuck out to me. And I mean, I guess this is kind of how I feel about them in general. But I was just like, how do they win? Which I feel like is like the problem that they always have, where it's like they're good and they all work really hard. And like you said, they have like a bunch of technically gifted guys and all that stuff and they're organized, but they just don't like have a win condition to like steal a term from like Hearthstone or whatever. Like they Absolutely just don't, no win con. It's, yeah, they just don't have a win condition. Of, like, they don't have the tip they don't have the in either box, they don't have like the the win condition. It's just yeah, I, tough. They're basically just a pinball machine. I mean, you you play and it, it's fun and and you know you do it for a while, but you know there's no winning. You just do it and then it runs its course and then you walk away. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. So that's the problem oh. with Japan. It's just I don't know where they get their goals. They have some guys, you know, they have Honda's great, Shinji's great. I know Sakai is like really good right back for Marseille. He's their starting right back. He's four zero. In, in, he should be 4-0 because he plays for Japan. They're going to fucking steam all. But Tell if, me about in, Inui. Inui, well, Inui is a fucking suit merchant and producer <laughs> Nate Darling, Takashi Inui. Uh, I don't know. He plays in Spain. He's a 4-5 striker or 4-5 listed striker in the game. No, he's a midfielder in the game. He's a midfielder in the game? Yeah. My bad. So he's a striker in real life. Midfielder in the game is, is the point. He scored a brace in their last, their last friendly um, I don't know. Nate says he's really fucking good, and I usually trust Nate, even though it might be just based off of FIFA 18 or something. Yeah, I mean, is he like as good or better than Mr. Perez? What's Perez? Oh yeah, <laughs> like I don't trust Nate at all. If Nate <laughs> likes someone, I think they're absolute shit. So what the fuck? Shots fired at Nate. It looks like Okazaki is <laughs> not even like a shout to get in there, which is kind of sad for him. He shouldn't be a shout. I mean, everything I've been seeing about Japan, like they're trying to play more like possession base and all yeah. that shit. I mean, Okazaki doesn't fit that. He can't fucking finish any. He just, you know, he's just throws he's just his body work, where work the ball is. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a nightmare merchant. So, but yeah, I mean, like Shin, Shinji and Honda are really sick. Maybe they'll do some stuff. Like, I don't think they're that bad. I think they're actually like, like we said, like they're kind of like tough and they'll they have like a decent midfield and and so they're not gonna they're not like a korea where i'm like okay they might just get like destroyed four nil or something even though i think Colombia last world cup did just destroy japan like four one or whatever but i don't know they're definitely the least likely to go through in the group by a lot yeah very unfortunate for them they're playing Colombia first i think like if they yeah, had senegal yeah, yeah. first you know you look at that game and you're like oh like you know what's going what's going on here and yeah. then you know you get you spring an upset and then all of a sudden you know you got the bounce and stuff but yeah i don't know i mean inui at four or five i mean if he is actually playing striker that's ridiculous and honda at six i think he's on pens and shit like that. It's pretty it's pretty cool and you know shinji i mean kagawa is even shinji six five is yeah six five yeah he's just one of our faves but it's the same thing we, we talk about with the rotation and, you know, it's tough to have your cheap, shittiest players being the last day because then you're just stuck with them. So, you know, that, that always is, is a tough one. Like, I'd rather have players on Poland or Colombia and my team because that way, you know, you last chance saloon with them. At least they're, like, 
these and you can get get a return out of them. But with you know with the Jap- with a Japanese player, a Senegalese player, you know they're bad. And if they play last day, you're stuck with them. Like I've seen it in Doi in a lot of teams. He's like four or five, I think, midfield for Senegal. And yeah, it's, it's a tough. Yeah, you know, Doi, Stoke, Stoke guy. He's good. No, I mean he's good, but he's not like no, I know. Good. He's not like good, but yeah. Right. The weird, the only thing that I'll say that Japan has like that a lot of other teams don't have is like, like we were just saying with, when we were talking about Serbia, who's obviously like much more attractive fantasy team than Japan. It's still like Japan's best main men, Honda Kagawa, are not priced like the other bad teams' best men. You know what I mean? It's fair. That's fair. Like, like Sun, Sun is eight seven five. And yeah. is eight five, and like fair. you know, there's a lot of those other guys. Like Honda six. That's crazy cheap. That's like DM cheap, and he's fucking good and attacking. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, Japan is the fourth. Yeah, they're the fourth place team. team so yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, I, I take your point. Yeah, it's just like if Japan was uh, got a better draw, like. Swap Saudi Arabia and Japan. Like you could talk yourself into Japan finishing second in that group in Group A and going through. Oh, you put Ziach back in our team? What'd you do there? Oh uh, yeah, I'm just fucking around, dude. Fuck, dude. Uh, what is life if I'm not fucking around and tinkering on any time I take a break from working? No, it's a bunch of fuckery. Yeah. So um, where are we going here? So that's all the groups. We just bang that out. Uh, I don't know, dude. The fucking World Cup's two days away. We could talk about our team a little. We've, we have kind of like changed, shifted strategies a, a little bit, I feel like, since two days ago, last pod. Um, where we you put, we, you put, you put in. Oh, hello. Inui. Well, it's just because I was like researching, reading about Japan. I was just like, okay, Inui. So you were just hanging out with Nate, and it was just like he took your phone and did yeah, it. Yeah, I actually, what I did was look up a Japanese journalist. Google translated his Twitter page. And the la- one of the last things he wrote is just like, Inui scored a brace from outside the area, blah, 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 likely starter in Russia. Kagawa missed the sitter but scored late on, and his role in Inui's brace may edge him ahead of Honda for the number 10. So it's just like, oh my god, like Shinji number 10, Inui starter, let's fucking go. So, yeah, I mean, let's like break down our team and just talk a little bit more deeply because since, I mean, we potted fucking two days ago, but we have, we have had a little bit of a shifting sands thought because. When we when we were talking last pod, we were really big on the you know go for captaincy options. Even though it's a squad game, there's not much value. But we've we've kind of reversed that, right? Yeah, I mean, like you kind of teased earlier, we we are still heavy on like having captains on different days. That's just the best way to play the game. But we two days ago we were we had five captains, and that felt pretty good. But it's just overkill. I, we both just agreed like. If if our top four guys don't return, then like fuck us, we're just bad at fantasy. You know, it's just four shots between like Greatsman, Suarez, Mertens, and Coutinho. It's just like, come on, you gotta get you gotta get points there somewhere, right? Yeah. So you got a double return there. If you don't, it's just it. I mean, we are at confirmed bad, but you know, we got to just take our medicine there. Yeah, so. We went, what we did is go from five captains to four, those four that I just mentioned as of now. You know, we'll do lineup lambs tomorrow with our like sort of final team, but it, it, as of now, those are our four captains. And what we did is with the, with the East Coast spot, 
they just kind of spread his money throughout the rest of the team, like throughout the three bench midfielders, which previously were all like four fives and fives. And now we have some money to play with between like six and seven. So, yeah, I mean, basically like the rationale, right? We, we talk about obviously the, the captain's shot, like, you know, having that fifth day captain at a premium slot just takes up a lot of money. But, you know, if you, sp- if, if you don't have to roll captain onto the fifth day, the fifth guy, you know, if, if you get an assist out of one of the midfielders instead of your, you know, James, for example, that basically neutralizes the investment. Whereas, you know, I mean, if, if you get a five pointer day two, a midfield get to stick that player versus having to roll to James. Cause if you're not going to captain him on the last day, assuming you get a double return out of your other four heavy hitters going before him, then, you know, it, it's money ill spent. Yeah, so. exactly. So you're just losing value there. So we went, you know, I don't know. We're not, we're far from set on who those midfielders will be other than Aldo. I'm sorry. <laughs> All, oh, I mean, all the sorry on Saudi Arabia. No, no, no. Actual, there was some other fucking Saudi absolute legend who scored in the oh, okay. game against, uh, their last friendly was against Germany. What's his name? Um, I don't know. Hausawi? Ha- no, 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 no. Oh, Al Jassam. He scored in the last friendly. So What's he you got it. 5-5. Five, five. You got to chase yesterday's point. Yeah, you got to go for that. Moral, That's just moral of the story. So we might go there. But no, no, no. But Aldo, Aldo Sar, you know, I've like kind of been like practicing his name, kind of getting into him. So yeah. we, we might stick there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, outside of Phil and, and the Saudi mid, I mean, we have Cueva in now. And I mean, I'm seeing we have Ziach and Inouye. But I was, we had the fucking. We Columbia had Lalich. Yeah, you know, I'm, I. We had Lalich in Euros, didn't we? I don't think so. No, Serbia. Yeah. We didn't have any. Was Serbia even in Euros? I love Lalich. I don't think Serbia was even in Euros because I don't remember even like looking at any of their players. I think they were. Really? I think we had. You Lalic probably had Lal. Oh, really? I don't remember having Lalich. Maybe I remember it, having Perisic. Yeah, Croatia. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love Lalich, but. Now that like everyone's getting very insane about like, there, there are guys that are six and under that are like wingers or whatever the fucks, and it doesn't feel fantastic, but it's just the same kind of thing. Like if you hit one return out of your four, like you know, we're gonna go with Phil and then four like mid-priced midfielders. All you need to do is hit one return out of those four players, and you're like doing fine. You feel amazing because what yeah. our strategy right now is. Five defenders that we feel good about right now. We're on PK, Kimmich, Marcelo, or Marcello. I don't know. I'm saying Marcelo and Mounier, and then we're on Varela, who, based on all of the research both of us have done, is the starting right back for for Uruguay. And we do, just... do not let me in there. I have done no research. You are the okay. Research I did the research. I yeah. Tweeted you at tweet, some people. You tweet the Uruguayan masters. Some shit, and everyone says Varela. So if he's not starting, then fuck me. But it seems like that's the way. Yeah, I, I take strong objection to you giving me credit for doing research. I, I just, did not I do just like you, dude. You're you're, good, but, good you're, but you're the re- you're the you're the the brains behind the brand. Everyone knows this. <laughs> I just fire off the hit. Like it's it's well known. Yeah, that's true. What can I um, say? Um so the the last thing, I mean we ha- we really haven't talked about it, but I, I just don't like having Muslera playing first with Uzoho, who I think is an absolute piece of shit house, will not ever get a clean sheet. 
Yeah, I but I just like love Muslera's price and fixtures. That's the thing. I just Do you can't think get we just that. need we just need to hope that we hit that clean straight out the gates? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think he's just. I mean, obviously, if he doesn't clean, we'll sub in Uzoho, even though he's bad. But I just think Uruguay versus Egypt, Saudi, and Russia is just too fucking all good. Right. All right, all right, all right, and no, no Salah. Also, you know, it's just like. Yeah. All right. Okay. I just feel like it's, it's just so much nicer to be able to rotate that spot, you know, like yeah. have your shitty guy. And, I don't know. Maybe right. I could be convinced to go to like a up Uzo to a four five or go to a five and a two fives or something like that. But I feel I, really I've good looked, about Muslera for now. Yeah. I mean, I've looked at it and I really haven't haven't cracked it. Yeah, there's just not it. many other... It's, other... Yeah, it's tough. They, they price them well. They yeah, the goalies really are one thing that they did not fuck up, I feel like. I don't think they fucked anything up. I love the fact that they priced all these, they, or that they classed all of these midfielders and forward. Like, that was the thing with the Euros, is like, you know, everyone's playing with the same pool of players, a very small pool of midfield, and I think the way that they priced everyone this year is, this game is just fantastic. I think, I think it's, it's really good. good. I just think I just it just bugs me how it's inconsistent. Like Mueller being a midfielder and it just yeah, like they, there were that's some fair. that they just literally coin flipped and were like, oh, I guess he's a midfielder. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I, I do like it overall. It's kind of what we talked about at the in the postmortem FPL pod. It's just like there's like no good forwards because all of the wingers are midfielders. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's kind of the strategy that we're rolling with right now. I mean, I feel like the only name that really has not been considered moving at all is Luis Cito up top. Uh, we went from Alba to PK, which felt really good to me. I mean, I was just looking at Alba, and it's like he just hasn't really returned much ever for Spain. Like he returned for absolute fun for Barcelona, but they they just don't play the same way. Spain doesn't play the same way as Barcelona. Big surprise. So. I don't know, PK just nailedness for 0.5 cheaper felt pretty good. And yeah, I mean I mean if you're going home to slam Shakira, like get you're, you're okay. You're okay. My books get get absolutely straight in right there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of room to maneuver. Our our bench forwards right now, like you said, are Cueva, Ziach, who I tinkered in today behind your back in, in Nui. I don't know, Ziyech I've kind of like come full circle on. I just kind of love him, dude. I have never seen him kick a ball. I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, I watched I, a lot of highlights and shit. Yeah, I'm sure you, you I mean, on YouTube, I'm sure he's fucking the thing that I The thing that actually sold me on Ziyech more than anything, aside from just like love of Morocco and, and soups in general, is he fucking shoot. He's the most selfish ball hog ever. Like, more than fucking Sun. Like, he shot more than any other player in Europe by, like, 50. He just shoots from everywhere, all day, every day. So it's like, he's just, he's just going to score. Like, going from Lalic, who's, like, really fucking good on a better team and a better group, who he just, like, doesn't really shoot that much, but he creates good chances and, like, good positioning, and he's good. To someone who's just going to, like, actually shoot seven times per game, I'm just like, get in. Get the fuck in, dude. <laughs> That's exactly I mean, what I want for fantasy. It's just worldy, <laughs> bullshit, terrible shots. There's no bonus in this game. Just keep shooting until you score. I don't fucking care how many shots you miss. 
I mean, that's that's the fun thing about when we share teams. It's like you have fucking Tagliafucco, who I've never heard of in my life. And, like, you go insane about these guys, and I just defer. Like, you want Ziyech, dude? He's absolutely in. I can get behind that. This is the actual numbers. I like it. Yeah. These are the actual numbers. Ziyech has taken 202 shots from outside of the box in the past two seasons, lapping the field among players in the Big Five Leagues and the Eredivisie. Lorenzo Insigne is second with 156. <laughs> it's, it's just like a, you know, a couple shots. Get just a couple shots. in. It's a couple I love shots. that. The, the, I don't know. Ziyech is just like a ridiculous. His name is Hakeem. I like that. You know, he's, he's, I don't know what he looks like, but he's, he's in our team. <laughs> he's in our team for a reason. <laughs> For every like Morris that I pick out, uh, there's going to be another guy who's just horrible. But that's uh, that's the way of life as a mad scientist. There's going to be a uh, Ramirez, right? Exactly, Gaston. Yeah. Oh man, he has. Is that it? Are we wrapping or what are we looking at here? Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. One thing, uh, just one final last thing, because I've seen. A lot of people on Slack, I see, have Cavani in instead of Suarez, and I'm totally fine with that. I, I really highly rate Cavani. He's very fucking good. I was reading a stat that because they kind of lack a playmaking midfielder, maybe a Rose Campoyo, I don't know, TBD, how that works out, Cavani's typically the guy who goes a lot deeper, like, 60, the numbers that I wrote down are 63% of Cavani's open play touches have come outside of the attacking third, and just 45% of Suarez's have. Like, Suarez is typically ahead of him making, like, the direct run at the defenders, at the center backs, in between them and stuff, and Cavani's more, he's more of, like, the build-up guy between them. So, I don't know, like, that and Pens and Luis just biting people being a genius, I feel like it's worth it. Like, I feel like he's... He's just he is a million better in fantasy, but I don't know. I'm biased. Dude. Suarez is so good. So good. Cavani's fucking piece of shit. No, you Cavani's hate, great. You know that I hate I absolutely hate him. Yeah, but he's really good. No, but he sucks. Can't <laughs> happens. He's like a shit gab Jesus to me. Classic me and you is be saying like, no, he's good, and you saying, no, but he sucks. It's just like back <laughs> that could go back and forth forever. No, Classic I know what you mean. Us. Yeah. Yeah, classic. Luisito is just, oh, he's just can't can't be touched. Like he has a down year this year. It's just like eh, twenty five goals, twelve assists, whatever. No big deal. You know, you know. I have some teeth. Casual. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? And he was so good in World Cup before the bite. (laughs) He's actually a world class player. Like he's just phenomenal. Top five player in the world. Yeah. Like he's, he's, I mean, one does not throw a tantrum on the sidelines like Luis and it's just so great. He's uh, so good. I can't wait for him. I love him so much and it's going to be really fun to have him. That's going to be really fun. So I guess that's it. And I guess all other shit that we'll do before the world cup actually starts will take place on like Twitter on in Slack and all of those normal places. And we'll post lineup lambs on Wednesday night ish or something like that and we'll just fucking see you in there for russia saudi arabia yeah wait what happened with mbappe is he actual fucked or is he fine uh, I, don't, I don't i don't think we can afford grades mom dude i don't know yet i think he said he's fine mm. why why can't we afford grades man because i don't want a fucking four or five japanese guy like last day i don't like that 
Oh, for the bench spot. Yeah. What about like mm. Halfredson? It's the same shit. Like I, I liked I liked having all those little Randalls who are like five five six and shit. Who right, was just like right. you know maybe you get a cheeky assist. Right, right, right. Yeah, I because mean, you know I was like, but he also might be out of position. Like he's out of position striker. Yeah, but he could also just not start and fucking Okazaki starts. But like, based on the information that we have, which is like a Japanese journalist saying he's probably the starter, like that's pretty good. It's possible. But, but I'm, I'm just, just saying it's like also <laughs> is like the enjoyment of having 15 players is that we have legitimate attacking players on different teams like throughout the group stage is like so much more fun to be like, Oh, like Serbia's playing, which would otherwise be an absolute nightmare shit ass fuck game. But like, you know, we have a guy and we're like, oh, this is fucking sick. Yeah, but that I feel that way about Japan. <sighs> you don't? I don't know. No, I think they suck ass. I think they're terrible. I know, but four five forward. Fuck. Fucking four five forward, dude? Alright, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll get no, it. I, I understand what you're saying. It definitely it's like sexy four five the idea of a four five forward is very sexy, but Realistically, how many points can you really expect from that guy? Probably not many, and he'll two. probably start max two. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah so yeah, I, I see your point. Like going right, up right, to right. a well, five we'll, we'll, or five five feels pretty good. We'll, talk about, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Greatsman, oof, he's good. Ugh, that's a yeah. That's a whole another kettle of fish. Oh, where'd you hear that? Okay. <laughs> Check us out, FML Field, I got balls and surround, FML Field and cheese.